Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. games friday episode here in the sack city podcast i'm your host the one and only Vinny milani joined as always by your boy the reigning the defending undisputed somewhat heavyweight valedictorian of the show aj johnson and the former valedictorian of the show, my best friend in the whole entire world, Aaron, the Mukesia Mukes. And below us, we have the big rig himself, Dylan <laughs> Kearns. <laughs> What's up, at. boys? Beautiful, beautiful May 6th evening here in the city. Uh, we've got a Fun and Games Friday show coming up, uh, bringing you the AFC East here. What a draft. The AFC East recap draft is this is going to get fun. We got the Patriots to talk about. We got the Jets to talk about. We got the Bills to talk about. And then there's the Dolphins who barely had a draft. But uh, but yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a great show. How is it? How goes it on this beautiful fun and games Friday? AJ Johnson. Love the weekend. It's beautiful. I can't wait. It's it's going to be great to just enjoy it all. I need it. It's it's here finally upon us. Relax, except by relax, I mean get a lot of stuff done. I probably should have done over the week, but now I'm gonna do it over the weekend while I relax, and and that's what's important. Other than that, I feel great. Feel great. Oh, oh, you get to relax. Oh, you don't you don't have homework, Vinny? Vinny, do you have homework? No. Oh, um, homework. Homework. Uh, what homework? Dylan, Dylan. Homework. Hold on, hold on, do you hold have on. homework? Yes. Hey, hey, you know what? I, you know what I miss? You know what I miss? What? I need Dylan to shave because I miss calling him JB. Oh yeah, <laughs> JB. Hey, yeah, hey, good old JB. Hey, good old JB. Hey. Smooth. You, you, the, you the big so ring. many nicknames. <laughs> like a li- long list, just it just keeps piling on. It just keeps piling on. He's the big rig now when he's bearded up and looking like a trucker, and then he'll be JB when he's all baby faced. Does your girl? Does your girlfriend like you, baby faced? Uh, particularly not. Uh, I've only okay. shaved my okay. face completely once around her, and not that it wasn't good it's or like, anything. Who's this child? Oh, that's when they yeah. for like three weeks. Now it makes sense. <laughs> no. Oh my! That never happened. But uh, no. Oh my goodness! Uh, crazy. This, this yeah. fun and games. Well, how was your guys' sleep just... day, Mayo? I went crazy last night. Uh, my buddy, his name's uh, Dave Roland. Right? It's, it's, it's whenever his birthday. It's his birthday on Cinco de Mayo. Right? That means it's Cinco de Devo. And when it's Cinco de Devo, we go out. And uh, uh, I, I had a great time I, on Cinco de Devo. I'm sorry, but uh, my my culture, my I'm black and white. I don't know anything about Cinco <laughs> de Mayo. I don't celebrate holidays that don't pertain to me. Well, Cinco so de includes, Devo, it's different. That, that includes, uh, I've, I've said this before, that includes uh, St. Patrick's Day. I'm not Irish. 
Um, I am. And yep. Cinco de Mayo, I'm not. I'm not even sure what Cinco de Mayo is. However, whatever it is, I'm not that. So I, don't, <laughs> so I don't celebrate those things. Now, if next month you want to tell me, hey, what did you do on Juneteenth? Then maybe we could talk about some. Maybe I'll birthday. go and do something on Juneteenth. So again, listen, I'm not knocking to the people that I'm not knocking the people that went out last night, had themselves a good time, had a little thirsty, little thirsty Thursday action while they was drinking a little Cinco de Mayo fun. Um, but I'll tell you this. You know what I love about Cinco de Mayo? All the, the, the Tinas out there that be looking oh, real goodness. good. Y'all, y'all know I'm a sucker no, for the Latinas. You do know yeah. Hey, y'all know I'm a hey, hey. Jessica, make sure you're not watching this live. Shout out to all the lovely Latina ladies out there that are oh, doing goodness. their thing on Cinco de Mayo because goodness. that's my favorite. Shout out to Jessica. How you doing, girl? Hey, shout What's out, up, shout out. Shout out cancel culture for coming in here and now canceling the Sac City podcast for being now uh, be, being sexist or uh, anti-feminist or what We're do they call it? Yeah, that's what we I said I love all the wonderful Latina ladies that are out there having a good time. He made Latinx. If you really want to shout out somebody, <laughs> shout out Porto. Shout out Porto. Hey, Never a bad go, time to go. short out Mr. Porto. Hey, you know, we got to I'm, I'm flipping the script on everything. OK, I know in the doc we have everything listed and the way the show is going to go. We're going to talk about the winners and losers of the draft in just a few moments. But it is fun and games Friday. And this is like like the second time all four of us have been actually together on a fun and games Friday show. So I'm going to do some trivia for you guys, some draft trivia from this past draft. Really, it is strictly who got picked at what point or who selected or like what team selected this person or it's just going to be a fair. draft trivia. Not fair. We were intoxicated. Why? Not fair. I'm just playing. Go ahead. I mean, yeah, <laughs> but I, I have my handy dandy water here, so I don't, I wasn't. So we're good. So I'm just, we're good. We're I'm, running, I'm running the trivia. So here we go. I know it'll be strictly first round. We'll, we'll leave it to the first round. So just, and maybe we'll oh, go yeah. deeper, but AJ, what pick was Chris Olave selected? He was traded up for by the new Orleans saints and round one. Pick 11, sir. Hey, this guy, ding, 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 hey, on the board, on the board. Hey, I didn't even know that. I hate Chris Olave so much. I <laughs> disregarded that entire segment of the draft. Actually, actually, that point doesn't count. We're going to actually do it the fun and games Friday way. First person to go solo wow. first. Hold on, hold gets on, the hold point. on, hold on, hold on. Number 11. I'm so angry. I'm so angry because you can't see it. But my hand was on the buzzer. My mouse oh, was on the ready? solo. I was right. Hey, and he said, AJ, I'm like, right, cool, you get a good. point. You get a point. You get a point. All right. So that's how we're going to do it. I'm going to give you guys like three or four questions and we're going to roll. First person to solo gets to answer it. Uh, next question here. At what pick do the Titans trade up for to select Traylon Burks? 18. Dylan? Ding, 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 ding. Burr, 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 burr. Dylan got, is on the board. Aaron, you're too slow, buddy. You're, you're, you're falling below. It's First, arthritis because he's a grandpa. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. First person to three wins this draft here or wins this fun and games Friday and gets a point. Uh, let's see here. Let's see here. Jermaine Johnson fell in this draft. Where did he fall to? What 26. position team? Oh, okay. D Dylan did get that, but you didn't answer the whole question. So you're yeah. eliminated. AJ's next. Yes. He felt to pick 26 to the New York Jets. Yeah, if you didn't interrupt me, if you didn't interrupt me, you would have been able to get that point. You would be able to hear the whole question and you've been able to get the point. Now AJ's at two and you've fallen behind. And Aaron, you are just sleeping over there, literally sleeping. Like your <laughs> eyes are closed. I'm wondering. Heard a name how you're gonna... I'm going <laughs> <laughs> The Green Bay Packers had two selections in this draft. What 
picks do they have? And who do they take with those picks? Whoa, 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 whoa. I mean, I can answer it. I have the answers right here. I'm, I'm literally what looking at it. Happened? Pick 22, where they took... Oh, no, there was a Zion Johnson. They took... Oh, shit. Oh, well. Blank. <laughs> Oh man! I didn't even. I didn't push my button. I don't know who's pushing the buttons right now. No, I don't. I don't. I'm. I'm wondering what's happening. I pushed keys one time during the last era. It was like at the very beginning. Have not touched keys since. Those are all. I you know, know. you guys know this. I, I know it. I'm allowing everybody else to answer. Oh. Oh, I, I mean, oh what I a forgot. nice guy. I, I, I don't feel don't like care about fair. funny games. Friday points. Fair. I'm now. I don't care about what. You don't care about funny games. Friday points. Ooh. Why is it not fair? Oh my goodness! What? Did you solo yourself? I, I, yes. You want me to oh. answer it? <laughs> pick, pick twenty-two was Quay Walker to the Packers, and pick twenty-eight was Devontae Wyatt to the Packers. Oh, look at this guy! He knows the draft. He's on hmm. the board. He's on the board. Ding on the board! Uh, everyone in the chat, it's please painful. play along. We will, uh, we'll see your answers and and hope for the best here. Uh, all right, next one. We're talking about the Bills later on today. Who do they select in the first round, and with what pick number? Bills selected Kyrie yeah. Elam. They traded up and they got him at 23. Ooh, look at this guy. He's on the board again. He's hey, y'all gonna let this man come in and sweet and like the reason take over? the reason I didn't want to do this is because I have studied the draft more than anybody on this panel. <laughs> and you guys know that. Like I have I can, I am naming teams right. and players in my sleep. All right, all right, all right. Let's see. Let's see. Like, like, the Houston oh, Texans selected Thomas Booker. With what pick in the draft? <laughs> <laughs> you said you that, studied it. That, no, that, that's not fair. That's not fair. That's not fair. That's not fair. Roll know. it back. Roll it back. Pick Check the tape. <laughs> I, I don't know. Okay, good. You have you're gonna you have to win on one of those type of answers. You can't answer any more first round questions because it's no, you are you apparently know, like you apparently know the draft here. Okay. <laughs> the Washington Commanders selected <laughs> Sam Howe with what pick? Ooh. Anybody? We just talked about him. It was in the was it, uh oh. Was it ninety three? Nope. I'll give you a hint. I'll give you a it was hint. In, I'll it give was you in a hint. the fifth round. It was in the fifth round. Yeah, it was 135. It was the first pick of the fifth round. What number is that? Oh, that is. Oh. 32, 64, 128. <laughs> 144. 144. 144. 144. AJ? What, what I didn't, is it? I was going to say, my you want let's move it? Oh, oh, let's no, move it. It's it. <laughs> I gave it to him. It was 144. Ding, 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 ding. Aaron wins it all. I, I couldn't hear you, man. That's it. Technical difficulties. We got to move on anyway. So Aaron wins the fun and games. <laughs> He's wow. so mad. He's so mad. <laughs> I'm really not. It's funny. I actually was lip syncing 144. I didn't say the words out loud because he did oh, give man. it to me, but it's fun. It's cool. You know, I felt bad. He was just sitting out there not doing anything. I figured I'd come in and get the dub and, yeah, but you didn't. But you didn't get the dub. You lost. I meant let him you get the dub. It just came out wrong. Can we move on? <laughs> Aaron wins the fun and game. The, the first ever edition of Fun and Games Friday. Truly giving out points here. Uh, so congratulations. Let's get into winners and losers of the draft real quick. Rapid fire, Dylan. Maybe not rapid fire, but Dylan. Who is the biggest winner of this draft? Biggest winner 
is the Seattle Seahawks. They got themselves a left tackle, although they didn't take a quarterback. That's all right. That's all right. You got your one-two punch okay. with Kenneth Walker and Rashad Penny, which we talked about on yesterday's episode. Check it out. Uh, check out the things that we got on YouTube. Uh, dropped yesterday on Thursday. But you know, um, I, I was big on Seattle. I, I really was. I loved everything they did. They added Kobe Bryant, a couple other corners in there. Um, I, I mean, they, they they made a lot of great moves and moves that had to be made to get a pass rusher and Boye, Oye. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Boye, Omada, Boye, Koye. That, that, Boye, you know Mafe, man. Boye, Mafe, man. Come on, get Boye, shit Mafe. together. There it is. He's picking but, him as the I winner mean, and doesn't even know who the names are. Yeah, I, I knew it was the edge. It was that Boye kid, not AJ. I mean, there it is. Thank you so much, Vinny. See, A plus, A plus, A. I mean, that's how you do it. Then a couple more A's beyond that with a B. I mean, that's how you do it right there. Seattle, they're my winner of the draft. Boom, baby. Uh, For me, it was. It was easy. It was Baltimore. Um, and, and actually, we're going to talk about my real winner because I have about three later today, but I wanted to go elsewhere to, you know, save some content. Um, for me, I'll say the Baltimore Ravens. Getting Kyle Hamilton, getting Tyler Lindebaum. Uh, we talked about getting the best players at their position and being able to kind of solidify that. I thought they did a really good job. They got David Ojabo, who's arguably a top five at their position. Uh, this is a team that just consistently does what they always do, which is know how to build a foundation. Uh, build that structure and get players that are going to help them win. Uh, I thought Baltimore did a nice job moving around, kind of trading picks, moving back, moving back up. Like they did a nice job managing the draft and then going out and getting the best players. And it's arguably getting Kyle Hamilton where they did. I believe it was at 14. Um, the steal of the draft could have been pick two. Like it's, it's he could have gone pick two or three. So uh, good for them. Uh, Baltimore is my winner. Love that pick. Um, there's also a, another winner that I have, but we're going to talk about them a little later. So I'm going to go somewhere else as well. And uh, I'm going to go with the Kansas City Chiefs. I really like what they did, what they addressed up front, and immediately they got their cornerback help in Trent McDuffie, who took a little, uh, who they traded up to get. So they saw they had a need. They were aggressive. They made it happen uh, and picked up Trent McDuffie. And then with their second pick in the first round, an edge rusher that could have gone in the teens and George Karlaftis got him. And we've talked about how he's going to be a solid, solid player. Uh, and then, of course, as you guys know, I love Mr. WNBA himself, Sky Moore. I think that is a fantastic choice and uh, a great fit uh, after losing Tyreek Hill. No, he's not Tyreek Hill yet. Who knows what can happen one day? Maybe he'll boister for two speed one day. But I'll tell you what he already does is he gets off that line quick. And if he gets past you, he's creating separation, great hands, and he's got great mentality. I think he's going to fit right in there uh, with the Kansas City Chiefs. I really like what they did with their draft. I'm going to go with the the uh, low-hanging fruit. You guys were avoiding saying the New York Jets because we're going to be talking about them later. I'm not going to avoid the New York Jets because they are the biggest winner of this year's draft. Why? You'll just have to tune in. Losers, though. Losers of the draft. Biggest losers. That's That's what it comes down to. We're going to be talking about one of them in a little bit, but I will give you guys the San Francisco 49ers who we talked about just uh, yesterday. Uh, the clip's out on YouTube now. Go check it out. Sac City Pod. Uh, but drafting a running back in the second round and then just the rest of the mess that they had going on in that draft, it just didn't make sense. None of their picks made sense. They had a lot of, I guess their last pick made sense because it was like cornerbacks, but really that the whole draft for the San Francisco 49ers, they are the biggest loser. Dylan, who you got for losers? Going with the Indianapolis Colts. 
Might be a curveball. Might stump. Maybe you have to sit here for a second, which is why I paused. The Indianapolis Colts, I believe, were the biggest loser. And that's tough to say because usually Ballard on Fridays is definitely a bad man. Um, if stick him in on the second, third rounds of the draft, that's when he usually hits well on all of his picks, right? So it's a little bit questionable for me. Sure, I like the Alec Pierce pick. I think it's another wide receiver you can add uh, to what, what what Michael Pittman brings to that offense. You take a big, not necessarily a big risk, but you go for a tight end that has athleticism upside. You take a Bernard Raymond, who, I mean, we talked about potentially being a bust. Um, not the greatest left tackle there is in the world. They tried getting him. Then they add a safety, a D tackle, another tight end, another D tackle, a, a, a center, like, I'm not a big fan of the draft that Indianapolis had. Um, obviously, no first-round picks. They were uh, screwed from the start in that department. But I, I think Indianapolis got screwed a little bit hard uh, when it comes, comes to the draft selections. Good, nice pick, whatever. Nobody cares. You're a Colts fan. Um, listen, I went different here. I don't know who the team I'm picking for a loser is, but I do have a player that I'm picking for the biggest loser. It's Justin Fields. The Chicago Bears and Justin Fields um, are my biggest loser. They didn't really address any kind of offensive weapons except for one man in a Velas Jones. Velas Jones is older than, I don't know, he's older than many receivers in the NFL already. The man spent like 16 years in college. He's, he's the kid that's been there forever. He went to USC for four years. Then he went to Tennessee for two more years. I think the man is about 30 and they drafted him. I'm not saying that he can't be good. He's fast. He brings some things to the table. But for Velas Jones, who's never eclipsed a thousand yards, he's never eclipsed a thousand yards as a, rec as a receiver, and you take him in the third round. Justin Fields is my uh, is my loser because that offense drafted a senior citizen. <laughs> Can't hate on that pick. I think you're uh, kind of spot on. Um, my losing team. We talked about this. Go check the clips on on YouTube if you want some more. Washington Commanders just. Quite bluntly, what the hell are y'all doing? You, you you traded up and got Jahan Dotson, who I love, and then you ruin it by not doing anything to really help the fact that you got that receiver. You reach to get Fedarian Matthews, uh, Fedarian Mathis, when you have one of the better defensive fronts in the, in the NFL. Then you went and got a running back when you got so many talented running backs ahead of them. It took you till the fifth or sixth round to even address your secondary, which a lot of people would agree is your biggest hole. I meant to bring this up and that. I don't know how the hell a C minus ended up on Brian Robinson. I'm 90% sure that's supposed to be a D minus, but either way. It's so, not. uh, I, I no, I'm saying on my end, but either way, um, the Washington commanders, I think they did a poor job, uh, especially after trading the picks to go get Carson Wentz saying, we believe in a quarterback that can get us where we need to go, making that you're taking the strides in the right direction to have a draft like this and prepare for your future. So poorly. Uh, I'm just, I'm not a fan. I think they are the losers of the draft. I don't know how you can say that you get a hall of fame guard in the seventh round. Anything about that. Anything about that? They did get the point guard. They want to talk about a couple P gods up in this show today, though. Hey, there you go. There you go. That's our winners and our losers of this year's draft. AJ, tee up the beautiful. Who was your loser? I he already said, said it. He said the 49ers. Come on, man. What? You listen to the show? I was Come waiting for you to say man. the Jags. My bad. I was waiting for you to say the Jags. I know how you uh, Real funny. Team. Real funny. I'm sorry we didn't take six oh. linebackers in the draft. I, I'm sorry. You should I'm be sorry. sorry you obviously aren't happy with sorry. any of the ones you got. That's Move not up. even how this works. That's not even how this works. It's okay. I'm sorry we didn't draft all the it linebackers in the entire draft, name. so it's okay. AJ, I'm, I'm going to allow you. I know you are just dying 
to just speak here and spew stuff. Why don't you spew some good? Why don't you do some good? I'll tell the people where they can follow us at. I'll tell everybody about the Sac City Pod. That beautiful, wonderful football show you're watching right now. The best football show on the interwaves. Head on over to Sac City Pod on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, on YouTube, on TikTok. If you want to listen to a man <laughs> like Vinny talk shit about his team over and over again, well, head on over to at Sac City Pod on, yeah, I said it, TikTok, but you knew what I meant. YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and the face of the books. Slack City Pod, hit that like, hit that love, hit that share. Tell somebody, tell everybody, the Slack City Pod is where you want to be. And when you get there, right at the top of them pages, right? It's going to look like the yellow pages. There's so many easy to find things. That pin at the top, get the Sack City shirt. Sack City Vegas, the holler about the draft that we covered. Got about eight days left on that. So go ahead, grab that. Help this show get to the next level. You want some more of this beautiful, fantastic, wonderful, intelligent, accurate, analytic, any other adjective you want to put here like a Route 66 commercial, you want that type of content, <laughs> hit that like button now. Buy that shirt. Support your boys. Sack City Pod, baby. You know, he said Tic Tac and Route 66. And, and he brought up the yellow pages. Tic Tac brought up the yellow pages. Man, you got to be versatile. You got to be able to hit a lot of spots in the hey. <laughs> I tell you, I'm feeling good wearing that new cologne. This fuck Woo. this guy. Oh, All right, let's get into the AFC East. Let's break it down. We start with the Buffalo Bills and their draft is headlined by these three gentlemen, Kair Elam, the cornerback out of Florida, followed up by James Cook. And I even, I honestly, Khalil Shakur isn't really like a big three. But just for AJ, I threw him in for the big three for the Buffalo Bills. Realistically, it should have been Terrell Bernard, the linebacker out of Baylor. But just for AJ, I gave them Khalil Shakur, Khalil Shakur the wide receiver out of Boise State, because you are so high on him, AJ. Start there. Khalil Shakur. I am, man. I think Bills. this guy is a stud. Khalil Shakir is a running as a receiver who fell kind of lower in the draft when really it's, it's just because he played at Boise State and they don't got so much so much clout on him. This is the type of guy when we talked about him, I think I had him going to the Saints. Thought he'd be a good fit there because James Winston likes to throw the deep ball. But man, uh, you want to talk about a deep ball and a strong arm. Josh Allen is going to love this guy. I remember they brought Emmanuel Sanders in, and what he was best at was that average depth of target. Was hitting 20, 21 uh, uh, yards down the field on per catch. That's what this guy can do. He can burn. He's a real deal deep threat. He's got great, great hands. Catches the ball soft in the basket. He can catch it with one hand. He can moss you. He can moss them. Catches over three, four, five, six people if he needs. This guy has the best, well, some of the best hands I've seen in this draft. Uh, I like the kid a lot. I think Josh Allen's going to like the kid a lot. And in a couple years, you'll see him as a slot in right there, ready to go receiver for Josh Allen. Khalil Shakir, remember the name. And since that B-roll, you know, didn't do him justice, head over to YouTube, subscribe yes, to the Stack City Pod, and then look up Khalil Shakir Jesus and check out some Christ. of his highlights. You know, guys, see, I don't even want to. I don't even want to do this because it's not even fair. Like, <laughs> I, I, I'm not even. I don't want to disrespect Khalil Shakir. I don't want to disrespect. But AJ makes it so hard to say good things about him because of how he talks about him. Like, He's I don't want to be the guy. I don't want to be the guy that says he was the God. 21st wide receiver, the 21st wide receiver taken in this draft. And then you talk about, oh, it's Boise State and they don't get a lot of love. Your WNBA player plays at Western Michigan. <laughs> 
Okay? Oh There's guys. Jalen Tolbert was hey. in South Alabama. Hey. Okay? Yeah, SMU. Okay? Nevada. We're talking about teams that don't win anything. Cincinnati has a good track record. Yet, yet, yet they were picked ahead of Khalil Shakir. And again, I actually agree with you. I think this guy's a Swiss Army knife, but you make it so hard to like him. You make it so hard to like him because your hype level on him is so high. And he's going to be a backup to one of the best receivers in football. 19 teams made a mistake. 19. 19? Well, no, I mean, you got to even include the team he went to because Buffalo took some other draft picks before (laughs) he took the most secure. So the fact is, is even they didn't believe it. We're supposed to be a first-round pick. We're talking about great value. We're talking about when they got him, I I think you're right. It's a good good value pick. I gave him a B-minus because I think it's just going to take time for him to get on the field uh, behind the guys that that are ahead of him. But I actually do like the fit with, with a Josh Allen if he's given the opportunity. And that's my biggest question mark here. There's many times I've thought players are great skill-wise. They go to situations and they never get to see or never get to show that on the field. Jamison Crowder being there doesn't help Khalil Shakir. Them signing, uh, signing Isaiah McKenzie back doesn't help Khalil Shakir. Stephon Diggs and Gabriel Davis already there. Um, you add in a James Cook who we haven't even discussed yet, which is big for them out of the passing game because he wasn't a heavy volume runner, is going to take away from opportunities from Khalil Shakir to get on the field. So uh, I love the ability. I worry about the opportunity. Yeah, they got they got yeah. Stephon Diggs, Gabriel Davis, Isaiah McKenzie. They did sign. Mm. They did bring in Jamison Crowder. I don't know if that matters at all. Um, but then, then, then Khalil Shakir. So, I mean, like, it's a lot of wide receivers in that room. A lot of wide yeah, receivers. I mean, man. he's got as many shots as Juan Dale Robinson, Mister Sir. Uh oh. The the difference is <laughs> the difference is. <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. He, he goes. He, he goes. Very... They both are. <laughs> like no, 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 no. no, you're you're right initially. You're right initially. But the difference in, in within the Giants is the injury history of a Kenny Galladay, a Sterling Shepard, a Darius Slate, who have all been injured. We're not sure about Kadarius Tony. Also, two of those receivers being on their way out versus Buffalo, who just resigned Stephon Diggs, just resigned Isaiah McKenzie, and Gabriel Davis ain't going anywhere. So those are two different situations. But yes, Wanda Robinson still has to make an impact. And I'm not saying he's going to be an impact this year. I like the situation more because of the future. I think he has the easier path to playing time than a Khalil Shakir. Yeah. Not to mention, it's the Giants. So they're probably not going to win because of Daniel Jones. And then at the end of the season, what do you do? You play your young guys. Whereas Buffalo, they're going to be winning. Those young guys may not get those opportunities. Yeah. Does that answer your yep. concern? Thank you. Oh, oh, I had a feeling he was going to find direction. his way in that, onto that field. Yeah, just you made it into fruition. That's your point. Good Let's job, Mary. I hope, I hope Khalil Shakir does a Victor Cruz. And I know Victor Cruz wasn't drafted and all this stuff, but has that preseason where you're oh, like, damn, we cannot <laughs> keep this guy off the field. Like, we, we got to find a way to get this guy on the field. It can happen. We've seen it before. Um, again, I worry about the opportunity. But if he's given that opportunity and he takes the most of it, he's a Swiss Army knife. He can do a lot. So that helps him. And then he takes the homies on the boat sp- right before the playoffs. I didn't even want to spend that much time on Khalil Shakir, but I knew we were going to because they, they, I just I wanted to do it. it. There's one more player that we wanted that we got to discuss here, and it's Balin Specter. Dylan? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. All this right. is Balin, baby. Uh, this is this kid's out of Clemson. I gave him an A. I did. Um, 
I watched him play football. He was right next to uh, that kid, the Venables. Um, I mean, the hard-hitting, the, the Skalski. I mean, those linebackers at Clemson were pretty damn good. And I watched them play the Irish both, uh, obviously, in the 2020 season where they won at home, surprisingly, and then they got their teeth kicked in pretty hard, which normally happens when they play a championship game with names on the back of their jerseys. Um, but Spectre, on the other hand, that dude was all over the place. I think he's a solid linebacker that you can have in the seventh round. Vinny, stop laughing, man. Um, you know, it, <laughs> it, 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 it's unbelievable how this guy – I mean, I, I there's, so, there's some guys that have great college production that just – really just fall and this is one of those guys that i think if he can get that to translate hunter renfro was a late round pick out of clemson he was a, he was good on their offense side of the ball now he's a great receiver i think specter going into a situation like buffalo he, he's a hard tackler and i think he plays well i think seventh round is an absolute steal for someone of that caliber with that football iq that went to a high program like clemson that's played in big games i think that's a great pick by buffalo in the seventh round okay i, I actually right. i actually right. don't i actually don't hate um, you know, he, he was the second team all ACC, I think, in 2020, um, about where he should have got drafted. I'm not going to say an A, but you're looking at a backup linebacker in the NFL. And that, if you can have staying power in the NFL, that's a, a good player. So not all these players have to be starters, by the way. I, I think that's the point. There. I will say I we do have one more player left, and I am My very gosh. high on this guy. It's Kair Elam, the cornerback out of out of Florida. I really like that pick, by the way. I'm, I'm just messing with AJ here, but I really <laughs> like that pick. I don't know if you guys have been seeing the buzz, like him talking about like when they call him, he's like, hey, put that playbook on the plane. Like, make sure that playbook's on the plane. And during his draft interview with the Bills, he brought he brought out like a list, like a, a notes and all that stuff. Like, I don't know. I didn't understand just... that. I didn't understand that. They don't put playbooks on planes. Yo ass comes to the facility to pick up your playbook. You're not allowed. They, they don't send the playbook to you on a plane. <laughs> your ass comes to the facility and picks it up. So you get to the facility and pick that shit up. We ain't sending nothing to you. I do love the pick, though, by the way. I do love the pick. Hey, hasn't Kyrie ever watched Hard Knocks? Because what's the first thing they do? They come bring you in, they give you all your playbooks, and then when they cut you, they take the playbook back. And you- they ain't sending no playbook on no plane to nobody. And you best eat that chicken salad. Oh, wait, that's not the same league. AJ, what's the what's the guy that you are just dying to listen, talk about no, other listen, than Khalil Shakir? Do you not know? Do you, okay, listen, we can't. I'm doing this for the Bills Mafia, to be honest, because this is about to put me at a level of Dylan from that one time when he put Whoa! three special team players in his top 10 because I am about to rave about a special team player we talk about people don't play a down in the NFL, so you don't know. This guy hasn't played a down in the NFL, and I'm going to tell you, Matt Areza, the punt god, is already the best punter in the NFL. I have never seen a leg. Look at the depth of this kick. From his end zone, look where this damn thing lands. This man put it in the 20 from in his own end zone, and he has done this over and over and over again. 29 punts of 50-plus yards, 14 punts of 60-plus uh, yards. Two punts of 80-plus yards, 27 punts inside the 20. Talk about being able to stop and, and or flip the field and then have a defense right behind it. And not to mention, he don't mind dropping somebody. He's got swag. He knows he's good at it. He will run. He runs down the field every time to knock the ball carrier out. Uh, this is the, the punt god is in Buffalo. 
I'm about it. I can't wait to watch him. Uh, we need it. We always have punters like this. Remember Marquette King had the swag, was a great punter. Johnny Hecker for a little bit had the swag, was a great punter. We got another one. They gave him the nickname Punt God. I hope y'all caught all that with my freezing self. Dope. Put it in there. Great draft pick. A++. Shout out, Porto. That's a, that's a left-footed McCafe. Can I can I say I, I thought this was the number one punter in the draft, and then somebody told me why he wasn't, and I figured out, and I'm like, you know what? They're right. He's gonna be a great punter. Yep. Don't I'm not knocking it. But you want to know why he's not the number one punter? If you watch all of those highlights, the when the returner actually picked up the ball, see him run for 20, 20 plus yards. He outkicks a lot of his coverage. Um, there is an art okay. to punting, and in the NFL, I'm sure they will fix that. They'll be like, hey, you can't kick it 80 yards. And let the guy run back 40 yards. Like, that's not going to work. That's not what we're trying to do. In the NFL, they love fair catches. They want you to kick it high and to where the guy can't return it yeah. at all. Um, you can outkick your coverage. I think that's why he did go as the third punter, I believe it was, uh, because the kid from Georgia and the kid from Penn State, I believe it was, yeah. they, they're really good about pinning guys deep and, you know, distance in the air or what length in the air and stuff like hang that. Time. Uh, but yeah, hang time. But the boot hang itself time. is just something to marvel at, being able to kick the ball that far. Uh, and it, it does come in handy when you're backed up yeah. in your own end zone and you need to create some field position. So they're definitely a plus there. That's why you see guys like this get drafted in the fourth. That was the most knowledgeable I've ever heard AJ on this show. And it was <laughs> for a, a damn punter. It was a damn punter. It was for a mid-round punter. You have come such a long way from our first show, you and I together, where you were just disrespecting kickers, to now just <laughs> blowing your load over a mid-round punter. Is Why is it? We are supposed to talk Dylan, about sports Dylan, and can players. You imagine I talk that? about one player. I talk about one team. <laughs> and for the rest of my life, they've got to be D the guys I rep. You guys <laughs> Dylan, could you imagine Jags fans absolutely losing their shit over drafting Brian <laughs> Anger in the third round of that draft? Can he kick 80 yards at will? Can he place kick a field goal back to back to back to back? That's good. That's good. That's good. All right. That's the bill. You gotta be able to hold bills. balls too. You can't you can't do that job unless you can hold balls. And he, he's All right. he gotta All hold right. balls. This is it. That's it. Let's move on. The New England Patriots are next on our AFC East coverage. Their big three looks like this, although not so big. <laughs> why, why did you label it the big three? You should have said the big who? What the hell? What, what is going on here? Did they really draft those guys? Even look like they took rolling shit. Look, look, I'm, I'm going to answer the question now because I didn't want to do it earlier. This is the biggest loser of the draft. It is absolutely the New England Patriots. What in the hell are they doing? <laughs> Look at their best grade as the round four quarterback only because I don't think Mac Jones is the answer. And maybe Bailey Zippy Zappy has, a, has some answers. I don't know. Listen, it, Cole Strange, third to fourth round grade. You guys see how the Rams reacted. They thought they could get him at 104. Tyquan Thornton, I, I'm be honest. I thought he was like a fifth, sixth round pick. <laughs> maybe seventh where Bo Melton was going. That's what I attributed him to. Big, tall, fast, but can't do anything else. I don't know what was going on there. Can you please bring back my graphic? I got more to talk about. Bring back. Marcus Jones was the best pick of the of the regular guys that they had. I do think there's some returnability there. He has he's some good, you know, he's he's athletic. He can make plays. Jack Jones, a cornerback. As a matter of fact, Mel Kuyper, who I who I like a little bit, compared a corner that was taken in the seventh round and said, 
he had better value than Jack Jones. He would have took him over Jack Jones in the fourth. Like this, and then Pierre Strong, and I'm not knocking Pierre Strong. You guys know how I feel about him. He's decent. He's a good running back. But Ramondre Stevenson, Damian Harris, James White, and now you take Pierre Strong for what? And I think there was another running back up there too later in the yep. draft. Like yep. you took two running backs and you already got four on your roster. What the hell is Bill Belichick doing? I'm going to say it one last time. This man needs to have his GM powers taken away and he needs to let somebody else come in there and draft the squad now and run that organization. I don't care if you're the all-time GOAT, a great coach or whatever. He has done a shit job at building that roster over the past, I'll say four four seasons. I know they won the Super Bowl with, but last one was with Brady and ain't done shit since. And I, I get it. Went to the playoffs. Cool. Win some regular season game. Nice. You got stomped. Your roster's not good, and you spent a lot of money last year. Bill Belichick has to answer these questions. We have to start holding him accountable. We don't want to do it because he's great, but we have to. Yep, yep. And I, I, AJ, before you go, I got to say I, I, I made history. Kevin Harris, I gave a goddamn F- minus to. Sorry. I wondered where that Excuse my at. French. But I don't know if you even calculated that into the GPAs later. But I gave that dude that pick an F minus Pierre strong because AJ loves him. I gave an F two, but I could not spare Kevin Harris and the running back. You get an F minus. Go ahead, AJ. Wait, wait, no, wait, wait, wait. Are you giving it to him or are you giving it to the Patriots for picking? Yeah, I'm giving it to the Patriots for picking him. I know nothing about okay. Kevin Harris, to be completely honest. Okay. I mean, South okay. Carolina guy, but play a little bit. But but I mean, you draft Pierre strong already. And you got all yep. those running backs already. Yep. And then you draft, uh, and that's no disrespect to Mr. Harris, but all Sounds disrespect like to the New England Patriots. Difference. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I agree. Let me start by saying I agree with 95 to 99% of what Aaron has said. Um, I was just as confused as everybody in the first round with Cole Strange. Um, even more confused with Taipan Thornton, honestly. With, when, when it comes to Cole Strange, I was trying to figure this out. I was like, something has to be here. I did see, um, I, I can't remember who it was on uh, NFL Network, but apparently there are multiple teams in the second round who are ready to move up to get Cole Strange either at the back end of the first round or right at the beginning of the second round. The same thing was said for Tyquan Thornton. Now, here's my thing about that. At least with Tyquan Thornton, I don't give a damn. If he's someone's going to move up, let them. That means there are better wide receivers for you to grab. Sky Moore went after, George Pickens went after. I mean, David Bell, we could talk about later. Romeo Dubs, I talk about John later. Mechie. With the Colt, John Mechie, with, with the Cole Strange pick, if if that's your guy and you had to have him, okay. And I, I say that because we've said that about other picks and other players. If you are hearing people are moving up to grab Cole Strange and that's the guy that you wanted to fit, whatever. I don't understand that part. The Pierre Strong Jr. pissed me off so bad. This is how this went down. They reached for Cole Strange. They reached for Tyquan Thornton. Love the Marcus Jones pick as a player and for them because they do need cornerbacks who are smart and can play very well and will play with that chip. Loved it. Then they reached for Jack Jones right after. And then they go ahead and get Bailey Zappi. I think he's set to be a backup but is ready to give competition if that's what happens. And he is a very smart, high IQ quarterback. Um, And I think that's a good fit for them because Jarrett Stidham isn't it. And then you go and get another running back. It, from, from top to bottom with the Patriots, I am 
just as confused as Tom Brady leaving after 20 years to leave them in shambles because it seems like they've been right there in shambles since he's been gone. This was a piss-poor draft. Uh, and some of the players that I love that went here to Marcus Jones and Pierre Strong, I'm really, really sad for. And, uh, you know, I hope they find a home somehow on the on the field or, you know, demand a trade immediately. Just just go. Just yep. leave. <laughs> I, I want to talk about uh, Mr. Tyquan Thornton real quick. Sorry, Vinny. It wasn't scripted, but oh, we're good. falling into it. Uh, Tyquan Thornton, once again, I mean, you just always got to always got to reach for speed. Right. I know it's the second round, but my goodness. Everybody falls in love with speed. Uh, we see it every year. Kadarius Tony last year, speed, go for it, right? John Ross many years ago, speed, go for it. Hollywood Brown, speed, go for it. All the time you reach for speed, and albeit some of those players are better than others, but I mean, I don't understand the reach on Tyquan Thornton because he's just the fastest guy there. Dylan, do you realize you gave him an A plus? Yeah. I, I like the player. I like the player. <laughs> you gave it but a big plus. Yeah. Oh my god, I can't. That means everything around it is good. That means you yeah. like the pick. That means you like okay. the position. That I means do. you like but everything I, about it. I've seen it okay. in the NFL to where if this guy busts, I see why they go for speed. It happens okay. every year. It does. The they fact need of the matter is, is this dude's never cracked a thousand yards in four years at Baylor. He had one year where he had sixty-two catches. The rest has been nothing. I mean, it, it just the production's not there. The, the speed is there. Great. I want to come to one. I know I'm, we're talking long about New England, but guess what? Miami only had a couple picks, so that's going to be a short <laughs> one. Anyway. Um, I want you to bring up their draft class. Again. It could be anybody's. It doesn't have to be mine. Oh, no, it doesn't even have them on there. Shit. Okay, let me just let me just read these three off to you. Then. Um, Chattanooga, South Dakota State, Western Kentucky, Northwest Missouri State. I am going to say this again. Four of their picks are from these small schools, this is Bill Belichick saying, I'm smarter than the entire NFL. This is what he does. He goes out and gets the guys that nobody, quote, nobody's thinking are going to get drafted there so he can say, hey, look what I found because I found Tom Brady. I know it may not seem like it's a thing, but year after year after year, this is what Bill Belichick does. He is the smartest guy in the room mentality. He says, I don't need to go to these big schools and get guys. I can go draft Bailey Zappi because you know what? Maybe that's the guy. Like, I feel like he does it to like stick his nose up at the rest of the NFL. I really do. I don't know that it's a, Hey, we really believe in this guy. It's that I'm going to go get this small town school guy and say, I, I found that one. And I see it year after year. And then you throw in a couple obviously big schools because you have to. And to me, again, it's just the bill Belichick mentality that is outdated. It's antiquated. It is not today's NFL. And somebody needs to hold him accountable. I don't care about their draft. Somebody needs to hold Bill Belichick now accountable for what he's doing with the New England Patriots. I'm sorry. I'm going to keep saying it. I'm going to your your past success is great, but that doesn't make you for today's NFL and what's going on in the future. You got to prove that again. And he has last thing. And Aaron, what you just said, the NFL is what you what have you done for me lately? And so keeping to do this is not going to work. So Tyquan Thornton by the Patriots, pick number fifty in the second round. Then Cam Jurgens went to the to the Eagles. The next four picks: George Pickens, Alec Pierce, Sky Moore, and I'll even throw in the tight end Trey McBride. All would have been mounds better than taking well, Tyquan Thornton there, well, and you could have got him in the fifth, sixth, seventh. Everybody but Trey McBride. Yeah, that's what I'm saying though. But yes, but that's what I'm saying though. Like even to that point, I would rather have done that than. Mm-hmm. 
grabbing him. And I get yeah. it. They do have two tight ends. But, 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 but he's a, he's a good player and he, he fits our team and, you know, he's, he's ready to work. <laughs> it doesn't matter what round he's picked. He's going to come in here. He's going to fight. He's going to work. It's a, it's a, oh, oh, a chance. tell Bill Belichick yeah. to his face. What do you feel about no. him? It's a battle. Bill, I'm sorry. You're one of the oldest coaches in the league. You need to retire. You, you need to retire because your way just doesn't work anymore. And you don't have Tom Brady. You have a guy named Mac Jones. Hey, guy, hey buddy. It's well, over. What's, what's, what's your philosophy behind that? I mean, we really, we watched the tape on this guy. And, <laughs> okay. you know, so, uh, and we're on to Cincinnati. <laughs> we're on to- <laughs> yeah. what, what you're on to, what, what you're really on to is fourth place in the AFC. East. That's where Let's you're really go into the. Let's go into the Miami Dolphins here. They didn't have that many picks, but we will get into it. Channing Tindall, the linebacker out of Georgia, headlines this draft class. And really, it wasn't, they didn't have that many picks. Okay. The the Dolphins didn't care about picks. They got, went out and got a Tyreek Hill. They draft, I feel like they did well, though, with the picks that they had. I like Tindall because he's a Georgia guy. I feel like that's a good pick. But what, is that a good pick? Someone tell me, is this a good pick? Please. Is, is... Yeah. I mean, it, 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 it's a position of need. Yeah. This, this, I, I'm only going to say this about Miami. You guys can have the rest. This Miami draft had nothing to do with this draft. <laughs> it really did. This mm-hmm. is all about, this is all about them setting up. This is all about them setting up for what they've been doing for the past five seasons, right? Trading picks and getting all these talent and whatever free agency, Tyreek Hill. So these four picks were about, hey, let's just add some good pieces to our team. I think they did mm-hmm. that. My my best pick, honestly, was Skylar Thompson. I, he's yeah. a gritty backup type quarterback that if Tua goes down, I could trust him to come into a game and and and, and hold it down. I'm not saying he's going to be Teddy. a quarterback, but I think he's going to be a good backup quarterback in the NFL. I really do. Yeah, Teddy. Teddy will go in there and make plays. Yeah, Teddy's, Teddy's good. Skylar Teddy. Thompson will be on a roster. Skylar Thompson, I, I equate to like a – a Tyler Taylor Heineke. That's that's who I created. Like he's good enough to be on somebody's roster and be a backup quarterback and Gardner put him in the game. Yo, Washington fans are going to lose their. If Washington fans end up watching this, they would lose their shit over the disrespect of Tyler Taylor Heineke. He's a backup quarterback. That's why they're replacing him again. Yeah, like, I know. I is, am aware. I is. am aware of where Taylor Heineke lives. Okay, I am okay yeah. where he is at on the chart of skill level. But the dude was literally their starting quarterback last year, and they were hyped about him. Well, there why? were people that why were like, Taylor Heineke well, is that dude. They were also hyped about Ryan Fitzpatrick. They were also hyped about Kyle Allen. Then they were hyped about Tyler Heineke. Now they're hyped about Carson Wentz. What does that tell you? Commanders you're fans, you're delusional. It doesn't matter who your quarterback is, you're going to be hyped about. Even sexy Alex Smith. Goodness gracious. Yeah. I mean, until he broke his leg, I would have been okay with that at that time as well. But yeah. I, let's, I let's, wrap, let's wrap things up with the New York Jets. And this is actually a big three. So we, we make up for what the Patriots didn't have of a big three with a super ultra mega top 10 big three. These are all players that could have easily went in the top 10. You start with sauce Gardner, Garrett Wilson, Jermaine Johnson, all guys that potentially could have went in the top 10 and they got them all in the first round. And what's funny is you'll look at their, the rest of their draft and it stops at round four. Like they didn't give a shit about anybody else in the rest of this draft. They Good. went up, they got their guys. They did. The New York jets did what they like. 
not I'm not saying like what the Rams do with the F them picks, but they almost did say F them picks. I'm going up and getting every single player I want and not giving a crap about letting them fall. I mean, even with Brees Hall, Dylan, you looked at that pick and you were like, they have Michael Carter. And then I feel I feel like you came around to it, but they they already had Michael Carter. They could have let a running back fall to them because it wasn't that like dire of a need. But they wanted Brees Hall. They knew what Brees Hall was, and they went up and got him. The Jets did – I don't – the Jets did everything right, in my opinion. That might be a stretch. Aaron, you'll come in here and give a negative about it because that's what needs to be done, I guess. But I, I I see a perfect draft from the New York Jets. Go ahead, Dylan. I'll let you. Yeah, I love this draft. I mean, even even bringing back a Tevin Coleman type, you know how I feel about that guy. But you know, that's that's a good it's a good pick with Brees Hall. I hated the Ruckert pick, as you see the big F right next to it. But other than that, like, yeah, I agree with Vinny's point. Trading up, just picking in the top four. I mean, the best players are in the top half of the draft. Usually, that's the case, and that's what the Jets did. They went all in, and they 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 liked their what they got. And Garrett Wilson, I mean, you talk about a beast. I'll be honest, I didn't watch a ton of Big Ten football. My team is uh, independent. But Garrett Wilson, I tell you, um, he jumped off the table. I I knew Chris Olave for years because I knew the name, and Gus Johnson made his name sound cool. But Garrett Wilson was an absolute beast. I turned on the tape, and this dude was just all over the place. And, I mean, he talk about giving a weapon to Zach Wilson. And the Jets, I think they're ready to compete right now. Um, so, so go ahead and getting someone like a Garrett Wilson on the outside helps out their room. I don't, you don't know what you're going to get out of uh, some of the younger guys like Mims and stuff like that. So I think Wilson's just that bona fide X receiver. You could just throw out there and, and co- go catch footballs. And I'm going to say this right now, this draft by Joe Douglas extended his tenure by at least three years. I mean, you could say that yeah. about last year's draft. I mean, it's, this isn't a, this isn't the first one. I mean, he, they, this last two seasons, this draft, uh, the draft for Joe Douglas and the Jets have been good. And to the point where we at least believe that they have the requisite pieces to make some noise. And, but because of the Jets, we have to see them go out on the field and do it. Um, I'm right there with everybody else in the world. This was a, a somewhat of a masterpiece. And that part of, part of the reason is for Jermaine Johnson. And it has nothing to do with him being from Florida State while that doesn't hurt. You got this guy, someone we argued two days before the draft on whether or not he was a top 10 player. Some people had him going as high as five to the New York Giants. He fell all the way to 26, and the Jets moved up, didn't wait, moved up and grabbed him. And they were smart about it because they started calling players. I have it on pretty good authority. They started calling players in the teens, around pick 15. But then everyone started trading. Think about the places he could have went. The Eagles, they traded for a receiver. The Cardinals, they traded for a receiver. Minnesota traded back out. So they went up and got their guy. You talk about their first four picks. You could have put a big four on that graphic, and nobody would have been mad at you. Uh, Dylan, you hate Jeremy Rucker, but fact of the matter is, he's going to play a lot of inline tight end probably. He's a great blocking tight end, and he's got great hands to match. So to go with the C.J. Ozama uh, will probably supplant as a number two to be next to C.J. Ozama in all honesty. And then they got some good depth pieces. And, you're, and they're out of there by round four. An early weekend for them. They can go celebrate their draft the correct way. Uh, I really like their draft and what they've done, and I hope it all comes to fruition on the field. Yeah, yeah. Could, could we see well, for the smartest I've ever sounded about a first punter? First of all, Vinny, um, well, don't disrespect me like that. Say that I'm going to come on here and say something negative. This is the team I had winning the draft for a number of reasons. 
I do believe you are the one who said that you are like the realist and you like to be the realist that's what, about but that's things. My point. Like, that's my point. I am being a realist right now. There's nothing negative to say about this draft. The okay, Jets, you said it, did everything right. Not only did they get the top four players, like or those top players, those arguably is the top corner, the top wide receiver, the top running back, and a top five edge rusher, arguably. The Jeremy Rucker pick, I agree with Dylan. Um, only for the reason that they added so much depth in the offseason. So I don't really know where that fits in, but maybe they have plans for him. And it's never hurtful to add weapons for a Zach Wilson. You already have a Tyler Conk- Conklin there. You have a CJ Uzama. Maybe this is just more depth pieces. I love the Max Mitchell pick, and I love the Michael Clemens pick at the on, on the other side of the ball. The Jets have done something that not many teams are able to do, which is to... to finagle their way in the draft to go get the best players at those positions. They didn't care what the, the knock is on a Jermaine Johnson. They didn't care what the knock is maybe on a Brees Hall, not catching too much out of the back. They said, we're going to go get our guys. And they've added this explosiveness to an offense that Zach Wilson struggled in last year. Michael Carter's great, but Michael Carter was banged up. He didn't seem like he was going to be the kind of player that's going to handle the workload. So what you're going to do, you're going to go get a guy that can handle the workload. And now you use Michael Carter in the pass game a little bit more, and you're giving more weapons to a Zach Wilson. You have an Elijah Moore. Not, this is going to make Corey Davis even better because when was he at his best? When he had A.J. Brown on the other side, and he didn't have to be the guy. Now he has a Garrett Wilson. Now he has an Elijah Moore. He still has a Braxton Berrios who came on out of the slot last year. This offense looks completely different. Their offensive line is built up. If Makai Becton can come back and be what Mekhi, what we anticipate Makai Becton being with the additions on defense and on offense, the Jets are building in the right direction. Does this mean they're going to make the playoffs? No. But I'll tell you what, it means they're going to finish ahead of the Patriots. It, it, it means they're going to compete in every single game, dude. Like, yeah, that's what I'm so the excited about. Yeah, this is I'm not so the same old Jets. This, this Jets team... Every week is going to be exciting, exciting to see. I, like, I know the schedule gets released next week and we will find out who gets like the primetime games and everything. I hope we see the Jets on some nationally televised games next year on a Monday night football. They'll get some Thursdays. Like, I really hope they'll, get, get, they'll, get, they'll get the one Thursday night. That's about it. <laughs> they'll get the color game for the Damn blind it. people. Can't Damn see it. Hey, they got to prove it first. They got to prove it first. If the Jets come out and they look explosive, then, then we'll see the, the following year. Zach Wilson has to take a huge step. Because as I've said before, rookie quarterbacks, you have to show us something year two. They've done everything right, right? They've done everything right to build around Zach Wilson. Now it's Zach Wilson translating that to the football field and saying, we are going to have this success as a team. I love what Robert Sala is doing. I love what Joe Douglas is doing. Congratulations to the Jets. I look forward to them as much as you do. And if we were doing a best moment of like the draft weekend, mine could arguably be, the Robert Sala call to Sauce Gardner, where he just yells, "So it's just it is the best." It, it, like you, we like we talk about Mike Vrabel having the shittiest reactions to everything. The flip side, the opposite, the complete opposite end of the, the spectrum so is Robert Sala just oh. just yelling, "Sauce." You mentioned that was, one. What about what about when the the Joe Douglas gets off the phone and says, basically, "Hey, we're on the fucking clock." Like, I'm, let's be honest. Yeah. He said it. He said we're Great. on the fucking clock. And he, they get up and celebrate, and they draft Jermaine yep. Johnson that late in the first round. They were excited. They had a plan. The plan came to fruition, and I applaud the Jets. The best yep. draft to me. Um, it was close, but they, they were the best yeah. draft. 
They like the Jets. Run for it. They like the Jets on Monday nights. I seriously think Monday night could be legit for the Jets. I I mean, it's a New York market. Giants get Monday night and they suck. Vinny, I thought your favorite part was going to be Brees Hall coming back to the draft to <laughs> to oh, walk yeah. on stage. <laughs> that was great too. That was great too. And it's getting it's getting a lot of play. Like people are playing it back. I've seen it on NFL Network and NHL or uh, ESPN for for quite some time uh, since the draft. So that, that was a special moment. I mean, shout out Brees Hall coming back, getting his uh, handshake with Roger Goodell and, and everything. Let's see how the rest of this AFC shook up with uh, shook out uh, here. The Jets obviously a three point two two, and you know what? Dylan, you suck, by the way. You suck. I'm pretty sure your F to Jeremy Ruckert put the Jets this low. And they no, should not. It, it, was, it, was, it was the F and the D, uh, which made the grade yeah. point average low. But it shouldn't take away from what the Jets did. Um, it shouldn't. This is, this is substantial. I talk about every pick mattering. And remember, they didn't draft after the fourth round. So that fourth round pick was weighted heavier, which is why it's a 3.22 instead of upwards of a 3.7. So, yeah. Um, the Jets won, Which though. Is, you look at that, the Jets won. Yeah, it's wild to think that because, like, you literally look at it. It's like one, the first five picks, or if, yeah, the first four picks, A+. plus. First four pick, picks, A+. plus. First four picks, A+. plus. Dylan, you yep. gave the B- Brees Hall pick a B, uh, a B+. Because you you yeah. decided to give Tyquan Thornton in the second round an A+. plus, But Brees yeah, Hall I- in the second round couldn't get an A. <laughs> Oh, that's stupid. Bruce. That's not even close. It's Bruce. <laughs> uh, Tyquan, yeah. Thornton, Tyquan Thornton, let's be honest. Tyquan Thornton with Bill Belichick might be cut before week one. Mistakes he were could. made. Mistakes were made. Uh, but that does it for another episode. Another fun and games Friday episode here at the sack city podcast. Don't forget all of these videos, all these draft topics and teams that we're discussing are all going to be perfectly clipped for your viewing pleasure on our YouTube page at the Sac City Pod. And while you're there, you can just head on over to all of our other social media pages, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, all the good stuff at Sac City Pod. We've made it very easy for you. And please, the days are counting down. We're counting down the days. This shirt will not be available. This is an exclusive limited time shirt for you. Just you people here at the Sac City Podcast. It's a special shirt. What do you mean, you people? (laughs) Damn it. I knew once I said that, I'd get that one. Uh, But it is there just for your purchasing. It's help us help support the show. We do all this for free. Please help us get to that next level and buy our merchandise. It goes such a long way. You don't even know. Speaking of, I know we have about like a minute left. Um, Yep. Do we have numbers? Like people, are we going to substantiate? We want to substantiate to people how much work actually goes Joe, and how much yeah, we appreciate so, the support. Yeah. So at the end of our draft, at, at the end, at the end of all of our draft coverage, I will tally every out because this counts as draft coverage. So right now we are technically going on like 30 plus hours of work just on this draft alone. Just on this draft alone, 30 plus hours for guys that have full-time jobs, guys that do not get paid a cent. We do not get paid a dime on this show. But we have put in all this work to make this happen. Shout out you guys for making this happen. Shout out you fans for being there to watch all of this happen. But go that next level. Go that next step and help support us to where we can get to that next level to where you, we, you see us on TV. You see us on ESPN. Buying our shirts, buying our merch, supporting us, sharing, subscribing. It goes such a long way. Just one simple click goes 
miles and miles for our show. So please support us all. We appreciate you guys tuning in to another episode of the Sac City Podcast. We'll be back again on Monday live at 8 p.m. Eastern time right here on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and, of course, Belly Up Sports TV. For your boy A.J. Johnson, for my best friend Aaron Mukes, and old big rig down there, Dylan Kearns, I am me. We will see you Monday. Peace out. The hot, hot, hot. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here.